what no one knows, Rob, is that we've already recorded about 30 minutes of content, which I don't think I'm going to use, to be completely <laughs> honest, um, because there was a horrible delay. And, it, well, it was Riverside. I don't mind calling them out, really. It just, it just didn't work, did it? It was just a, an absolute train wreck. Um, the good thing is, though, we know what we talked about, and we can probably summarise it for fairly quickly, can't we? And then get into the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll just quickly recap that but yes it's going to be a bit of a short one now <laughs> we're running out of time. <laughs> let's recap on the stuff that no one else heard apart from people on discord yeah. um so my my ev experience basically i had a porsche Taycan for two days i nearly ran out of electricity and i don't want an ev just yet basically however was- even even as a diehard petrol head you're warming to the the idea of an ev there is something about it i mean i'm not sure i haven't really worked out what it is i think it's just it's the i think like i said earlier it's the the infinite power that you seem to have at any any speed you just put your foot down and it just disappears um so you've got max torque all the time haven't you basically yeah yeah it's just it just never never disappears um and the porsche in particular was pretty quick what's interesting that the Taycan that i had was the the base model if you if you call it that it wasn't the s and it wasn't the turbo the poverty um, spec the poverty <laughs> spec porsche yeah um which was quick enough for anyone i don't know why you'd need anything quicker than that it was i think it does it not 60 5.4 seconds which for a car that weighs over 2 tons is yeah, rapid really um it's got launch control which is hilarious i took jen's dad out in it and because he was desperate to, to, to be in a porsche and we found this kind of empty very empty country road didn't go above 70 miles an hour obviously and um showed him launch control which is when it bumps the power up from 340 horsepower i think to 470 or something um and it's just have you ever been on have you, have you been to um alton towers i have have you been on Rita Queen of Speed, or whatever it's called? I haven't. It felt like that, which does oh. like naught to a hundred in two seconds. It wasn't that quick, but it did feel a bit like that. Um, didn't do a hundred miles an hour, obviously, uh, but it was yeah. But it's just again, I've, it's the only EV I've driven so far, and there will be more. The idea is that I do more of these things, um, but you do wonder if you need all that power because we, we spoke, didn't we, last time about uh, was it Mercedes offering this pay pay-as-you-go acceleration boost yeah you just don't need it it's it's fun to have that power but i don't know is there any of that nonsense with the porsche or you just buy the car and it's got everything in it you just buy it and you get it yeah i think yeah the one that i had was 86 grand after all the all the specking up and stuff Mm. um you didn't really feel like you'd spent that much when you sat down in the in the cabin it was quite a nice place to be, but it wasn't like you know you didn't kind of think this is this is lovely. It was just a just a just a kind of nice interior, three screens. Was it twice as comfortable as your BMW or your Audi? It was a lot more comfortable than the the, the M2, well, um, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> um, I mean, like in terms of you know, like fit and finish and so forth, because I mean, how how much luxurious can they get really? Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it was just a nice, nice interior, really. It's got that nice Porsche Porsche clock um, in the center, uh, just be, you know, beneath the the windscreen. That was nice. Um, but yeah, that's. But anyway, I won't say any more because the 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 review will hit the channel after the, after the, after this. Um, I think pro- probably mid next week. I think it will be ready by. Um, we, 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 should we talk about the journalism panel again? The thing is, we've spoken about all this stuff and no one's ever going to... It's like the lost episode. It's like the lost episode of uh, Faulty Towers, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it'd be forever mysterious. Um, but, but very I th- quick. I think what's very int- what's the most interesting thing about that story was how it came about. So I think we do, uh, do need to give Justin a shout out there. It, I, I, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, Justin Cox, who, who was on this podcast ages ago, wasn't he? Probably He's been a year on ago twice. Also. He has been on it twice. You're quite right, um, but a very prominent guy on a writer on Medium. He's got about sixty thousand followers now. I think um, he he was asked by the Press Association in the UK, who are apparently just now known as the as PA. They don't they don't call themselves the Press Association anymore. Uh, but he was asked by them to come onto a panel 
and talk about freelance journalism, which I'm sure he would have done if he wasn't in Florida and these weren't these pa- panels weren't in Edinburgh and Manchester. Uh, but he very kindly uh, referred them to me instead. And um, yeah, I went to Manchester a couple of weeks ago. Was it last week? I think it was last week, wasn't it? And um, yeah, sat alongside these two two of the well, two real journalists, um, and uh, talked about medium and what it's like to create content on your own and all that sort of stuff. It was really good fun. Really, really good fun. So thank you, Justin. If you're listening to this, thank you very much for for referring me. That was very kind of you. And we do have some Apple news. We're rifling through this now, aren't we? People might like this, this kind of rapid fire 8 or 16. Um, Apple news. The new iCloud web interface, which is lovely. It's really nice. I just don't... I mean, who uses it? Do you ever use it? Not... Not generally. I mean, I have used it if I've been, I, I don't know, there's a very small number of situations where I would use it. But essentially, if I'm at a computer that perhaps I wouldn't normally use, and for whatever reason, I don't have access to my Mac, I don't have access to an iPhone or an iPad or whatever, but I need to get my iCloudy stuff, well, then that's perfect use case for, for a web-based interface. But yeah, I mean, normally it's just on whatever device I have on me. But, um, yeah, since the last time I used it, because I, I heard that they'd given it a facelift, so I went and checked it out, and I was like, yeah, fair play. It's very attractive-looking web interface. Widgety, like you called it, I think. W- widget- uh, it widgetified. It does, yeah, widgetified. <laughs> and while we're, while we're talking, I'm, I'm installing 16.2 iOS, and um, because I can't wait to change my always-on-display. Yeah, Which you've so done already. That's that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're supposed to be a. I thought you were a tech YouTuber. How can you not have installed 16.2 already? I like yeah, being so the, behind the, the always-on display on 16.2 is uh, black and white, as it should should have been from the start. It yeah makes far more sense, doesn't it? Far more sense. Have you noticed any uh, impact on the battery life? No. The, the the battery life on the 14 Pro Max is insane. I'm still getting like three days out of it. Three days. I never get three days out of mine. I get two, but that's a bit of a stretch sometimes. Why am I only getting two? Da- how, how do you get three days? I don't have any friends. <laughs> I haven't either. So yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't. I, I during the day I'm at my desk, so I don't really use it. So yeah, during the working week, I guess. I mean, it gets hammered at the weekend. Yeah, you're going out and about and. But yeah, when I'm when I'm at home, I'm you know mostly using Wi-Fi and sort of busy during the day. Yeah, I get, easily get three days out of a 14 Pro Max. I'm impressed. I need to use mine less, perhaps. Um, what else do we get in 16.2? We get uh, we get satellite SOS in the UK and a few other countries, so we can save ourselves at the top of mountains. Thank you, thanks to Tim Cook. That is good. Apparently, there's, there's, there is a um, a little demo of it, isn't there? You can you can have a play around with. Was there? Yeah, oh, I saw I someone doing that. that on a on a YouTube short. Interesting. And we also get Apple Music Sing, don't we? We do. <laughs> Silence. Yeah, which neither of us are going to get involved with. So the only but thing I, we're go on. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it's a very cool thing, but yeah, it, we found out earlier that neither of us are big big into our karaoke so it's uh, no. of limited appeal but what a fantastic use of technology oh yeah i was gonna say I mean, the one thing about it is how is how ridiculously ridiculously smart it is i, I when i first heard about it i thought they got access to the original stems of the music you know they they're literally just turning down the vocal track but it's not it's from what i can work out and i think they said this in the press release didn't they or in, in, in an interview with someone um that it's literally remove you know programmatically removing the vocal from the music via ai and machine learning and all that sort of stuff which is just bonkers isn't it how do you how, where do you start with that it is mad how do you fill in the gaps <laughs> there, there you go brilliant well won't, won't use it at all but amazing technology um and just very quickly, Spirited on Apple TV, which um, I know you, I gather that you absolutely love. Yeah, I, th- I think it might be my new favourite Christmas film. So it's a musical, 
which is going to divide the room immediately. So, yeah, <laughs> if you can cope with that, it's got Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell in it. And that's pretty much all you need to know. Oh, and it's, it's sort of a, a spin on A Christmas Carol. Uh, but it's just, it's joyful from beginning to end. Do you have um, to be in a joyful mood to enjoy it? Is it the sort of Christmas film where it helps if you're feeling festive? Or is it, is it the sort of film that if you're feeling a bit grumpy, it will cheer you up? I wasn't in a particularly good mood when I watched it, or in okay. a particularly festive mood. I hadn't got the tree up at that point or anything. It was just, I, it was it's being heavily pushed on Apple TV. And I was like, right, okay. That looks all right. We'll give it a go. So I, maybe I went into it with low expectations. Came out of it going, "This is my new favourite Christmas film." <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'll get because it, it was on in the background in the house the other day, and it, it just looked ridiculous. You know, Will Ferrell dancing around singing. Although to be fair, he does that quite a bit. Uh, probably more so. Ryan Reynolds didn't make a huge amount of sense. Uh, but yeah, maybe I need to sit down and absorb it. Uh, you need to embrace the silliness. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Have a good time. Yeah, so to anyone who has seen it already, I just need to say, good afternoon. This will make sense to you after you've seen it. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll watch it, I promise, over the next week or so. Uh, Freeform. There's a, a new app called Freeform, which I have played around with on the iPad, and it's just a, like a massive version of Notes, isn't it? Yeah, it's a waste of time. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, tech in general. Well, the, the first thing on this list is a bit depressing. But we've got to talk about it. We, we've got to call them out because it's terrible. Um, so it's Eufy. Uh, again, I don't know if people recognise that name, but it's featured on my channel quite a bit. And Eufy is a um, it's a little brand owned by Anchor, you know, the kind of infamous. Um, and, and to be fair, great company, well, great products they make in terms of anything you can think of in terms of charging and power bricks and all that sort of stuff and a whole bunch of other things. Um, but Eufy is uh, kind of specialises in home security cameras and doorbells and all that sort of stuff. And like I say, I've featured them twice, I think, and um, for sponsored videos. And I've kitted out my entire house with their cameras. The studio has got two cameras from, from Eufy in here as well. Um, and they've always kind of played on this thing of it being localized recording so you get a little hub with the with the with the setup and within that it has a yeah a, 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 an ssd and you know the, the idea being that all of your recordings all of the camera recordings and security recordings go locally onto this box don't go anywhere else you own it it uses military grade encryption still don't know what that means but the idea being is that you you know you've got that footage no one else has got it it doesn't end up on the cloud somewhere turns out that's absolute bollocks because it's it's doing exactly what they say it's not doing um i mean in their defense just to play devil's advocate i i haven't seen any conclusive evidence either way as to whether or not this is still the case if you are in a completely home kit secure video setup so I don't know if you've set up your Eufy cameras in your Apple Home app, but when you do that, it's just in order to comply with some of the HomeKit secure video stuff. I'm pretty sure that all happens locally. And you have to turn off a number of features. So the, the Eufy security cameras have got like people recognition. Uh, you can have them you know, sort of activate and start recording a particular sounds like baby crying or whatever and you can understand why perhaps some of that data would need to go into the cloud to be processed to, to you know determine hmm. what is a what is a fan versus what is a crying baby you know that sort of stuff and obviously the, the facial recognition which we know you know apple have been really pushing their ability to do that kind of thing on chip but that's because they've got some of the best socs on the planet whereas you know your 25 pound security camera is not going to have that level of technology in it so i can understand why to make some of the features work some of that data would need to go into the cloud um and as i'm not certain that if you're using it in a home kit secure video setup whether or not it's still the case that that there's some data leakage so the second point is that let's say that you're a regular user you're not you know and you're using the app uh, and 
you haven't got it hooked into home. Their argument is that the, they were using that connection to the cloud to deliver push notifications. So you're out and about. Something triggers your home security system. You want to see a thumbnail of the intruder that is, uh, or you know, wh whatever the situation is that you're being alerted about. In order for that to happen, then that that does need to travel through the cloud. Now the issue is, is that obviously it was unencrypted, um, and it was on a public-facing server, and that was very stupid of them. Um, and then, obviously, you start digging further into it. You've got your your Paul Moores and your Linus Sebastian, sort of going, you know, doing further digging and sort of asking them directly for responses about things and then just making it worse and worse and just digging themselves into a bigger and bigger hole where yeah. the general feeling is that they can't and shouldn't be trusted which is yeah I agree it's a real shame because their actual kit is genuinely good so my house is full of Eufy cameras so I'm very sad that I don't feel quite the same way about them as I did. On the other hand, I am in a completely home kit, secure video enabled situation, so I didn't have any of that AI stuff turned on. Mm. I don't have, put, you know, thumbnails in push notifications. Um, and if the Chinese government wants to see pictures of me sitting around in my pants picking my nose, I, I'm not sure how much I care, really. Uh, so I'm not going to go and throw it all in the bin immediately. But certainly I don't think I'll be buying that brand again. Yeah. <clears throat> and to be clear, I mean, I, I'm not going to rip mine out straight away. I will at some stage and put a competing product in because I think it's important to show what else is, is available. Um, I just don't have the time to do that at the moment. I'm not, like, like you say, I'm not, you know, if China wants to look at what I'm doing behind the scenes, they can, they can knock themselves out. There's nothing, nothing to see really. Um, but what annoys me, the reason I'm so angry about it is because they, ha like, like well, you've, you've said it, said it all really um any response they've they've kind of had the chance to give whether it be to linus or or lowly me you know i, I mentioned it on twitter um, i mentioned anchor and Ufi. nothing at all um i even contacted their the the agent i won't name the agent but the agent who um i worked with to get the you know the sponsorship with with Ufi. um and this is nothing to do with them at all you know they're, they're just representing Ufi and, and anchor they probably didn't know about it i'd be surprised if they did um they did get back to me and again i can't really repeat what they said but it was along the lines of yes we're aware of this you know grimacing emoji um here's a response from uh, from anchor or Ufi, and it was the same thing that, that the linus had read out um which like you said just keeps yeah they keep digging the hole it gets bigger and bigger and bigger um it what what annoys me about it is that the, the whole uh, one of the things that i was told to really emphasize was the whole everything is stored locally you're in safe hands here nothing's being transferred um that was one of the main you know as you can imagine when you, when you do these sponsored um particularly dedicated sponsored videos where the entire video is about that one product there's several things they want you to say not not opinion based but you know apparently factual about the product and that was one of those things which is why immediately i had to take down those two videos because there's me sitting there saying it stores it locally you know i look like an idiot basically so i'm really angry about it and i think they've um, pulled the wall over our eyes really so yeah it's a shame um although i think i would if you do have Ufi stuff if you're listening to this i wouldn't panic um it's not as though you're not opening up your house for for people to peek in and all that sort of stuff but um it's just not good enough in in this day and age unfortunately very naughty and silence speaks volumes i'd be much happier not happy but i'd be much more impressed with with anchor and yuffie if they actually put some effort into repairing the damage but they don't seem to be doing that so more for them basically i was about to say should we move on to something more positive but the next thing on the list is <laughs> is twitter <laughs> The Twitter dumpster fire. I, I don't have a dog in this fight because I don't really use Twitter, but I know you it's quite important to you and your brand. So, yeah, what what is, what's the deal there? What's going on? Um, I've kind of dipped out of it a little bit because I, I caused a bit of a stir, a mini stir on there when I kind of just kind of dived in and said, what's, you know, what's going on with all this news about um, Twitter employees being fed up with being asked to work harder? I was just asking questions about it. I, I'm not taking sides on either on either side of the fence. I'm very much doing that British thing of sitting on the uh, square in the middle of the fence and uh, observing from afar. But um, so I've missed this stuff about the eleven dollar 
Twitter blue. So basically, Elon is charging more for the to get your blue tick if you buy it through the App Store. Is that right? Yeah, which is the case for a lot of things. You yeah. know, if you subscribe using an in-app purchase, an in-app subscription, then a lot of those companies will pass on Apple's cut to you. Hmm. And uh, Twitter are doing the same thing. Fair. I mean, uh, hands up, I paid, uh, I think I paid $8 for mine. I don't think I've paid $11 for it. But I did pay for my blue tick. And th the only reason I did it was because I woke up during that whole kind of panic scenario that was going on a few weeks ago. Um, I suddenly thought, what if someone does sign up with a Marketless Reviews handle and uh, yeah, purports to be me and starts you know, damaging my brand? So I bought, I, I went for the blue tick thing, which is makes no difference to anything really. It gives you a little bit more legitimacy, I suppose. Um, but someone else could do the exact same thing, use my profile photo, give it a slightly different username and do what they want to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could we could talk all night about... We probably couldn't talk all night about Twitter because like you say, you don't really have a, a dog in the fight. And actually, I mean, going back to what you said a moment ago about it being important for the brand, it, it's important from a point of view of um, of building relationships with other, with other creators. If it disappeared tomorrow, it wouldn't have a massive impact on my business at all, really. I just lose touch with the people... Well, initially lose touch with the people that I've kind of... It got some camaraderie on there with, um, and it is just fun. We just have a laugh on there, really. I don't take it too seriously, and I'm and you know, shock horror. I'm willing to give Elon a, a chance. You know, he does some very questionable things. He's not the sort of bloke I'd probably want to go down the pub with, um, but he's a businessman. And if he can if he can make Twitter better, you know, he's talked about building creator specific things into it into the platform. That's interesting. See what he does with it. It hasn't exploded since he um, fired all those people. If anything, it works a bit better, to be honest. It seems to be quicker. Um, well, that's because millions of people have left. <laughs> Maybe it is, yeah. Perhaps it is. Um, although, to be fair, I don't, my my timeline seems to be a little bit cleaner. I don't get quite as many ads. Although I think that's part of the Twitter blue thing. I think that's part of the you know, your eight, eight versus well, 11 dollars. also that no one wants to advertise on Twitter anymore. There is that as well, yeah. All of the... All of the uh, the noise surrounding Mr. Musk's behaviour. I just, it's just a laugh though. Uh, whenever I, I, I go on Twitter and I always come off it having, with a big smile on my face because I've had a, had a bit of a bit of fun with people. It's not, it's not that serious for me, but I know for other people it is. I know it has some very, you know, kind of important political um, functions for the other people, which is, I understand why other people are fairly cheesed off about it. Um, let's move on from Twitter and Yuffie. Uh, <laughs> The the meta portal is officially dead. This is one one of your one of your faves, isn't it? Or was? I don't. I don't know. I'd say it was my fave. It was certainly a lifesaver during the during the pandemic in terms of keeping touch with people. Now I I happened to get them before all of that kicked off when they couldn't give them away. And then obviously once the pandemic kicked in, because bearing in mind that the the meta portal devices they're they're. In, available in several form factors there's one that sort of sits neatly atop your television there's like a uh, an echo show shaped one and then the one that i got or the second one that i got because i got one that goes on the tv and effectively turns the tv into a webcam you know a video conferencing setup which is brilliant for catching up with family and whatnot um, but the one i've got is a there's a meta portal plus and it's got a fit giant 15 inch display on it which i use as a digital photo frame that also happens to have um the amazon voice assistant on it and of course you can do zoom calls whatsapp facebook messenger calls all of that sort of stuff on it G genuinely good device over engineered if anything uh, it's got a good speaker on it the camera is good enough the display is lovely and it and it worked however it came from facebook so just they couldn't convince people that it will. They've just I think they were forever going to be tainted with the the, the scandals from a little while back, and people I, don't, I think just don't feel comfortable about inviting Mark Zuckerberg into their living rooms or kitchens. Um, but yeah, it's dead. They're not going to be making any more. They're going to support the existing ones, but yeah, I at some point it'll stop getting security updates and you don't want to have any sort of internet-facing device that isn't getting regular security updates. So 
I need to find something else. And so the, the, the nearest thing is the Amazon Echo Show 15, which is like a wall-mounted... Like, it looks like a photo frame. You seen it? Uh, no, I have, sorry. Yeah, I have seen it, yeah. And that's got some quite cool AI voice recognition too. If you've got multiple people using it, as is the case in our house, it will know when you're... It'll know who you are when you're talking to it and then show you things that are relevant to you. So it'll show you your delivery that's due later that day or your shopping list or you know offers that are relevant to you and that sort of thing nice. uh, um, i'm not convinced that we're going to see much in the way of innovation for echoes either because they apparently they don't make any money it's that's not sort of been the revolution that amazon thought it would be and so you've just got these just hundreds of millions if not billions of internet connected devices that all need some level of support and to be kept updated uh, that you know once you've bought it it's not really generating any more revenue so i think what amazon thought would happen is everyone would just start just buying things um what's, what's the word i'm looking for not spontaneously but like on a whim on a whim just buying stuff on a whim using their voice alexa please send me 14 bird tables and you know but it hasn't happened no. so all this to say what i want is a home pod with a display that's what i want why is it still not a thing next year maybe it will be because obviously we've got the google tablet thing haven't we the the, the pixel tablet whatever it's called um, which is super cool isn't it like i can't why wait didn't to apple come up with that first I think well, they'll, they'll, I think they'll. I reckon they'll do something next year with the iPad or something with that that similar sort of thing. But I, I love the look of that Pixel tablet. I think it looks fantastic. Um, so just for for anyone that's not aware, is there's there's a Pixel tablet with a speaker docking base that magnetically attaches and turns it into a smart speaker with a display that you can also you know that will charge the tablet and then you can take the tablet off and use it when you're on the go. Yeah, I I want that. I want that. But Apple. Right. Anything else in turn? What, what other tech stuff have we got? Oh, you can get the Android 13 beta on nothing phone, but you're not going to get around to doing that, are you? No, probably not really, no. I think when it, maybe when it gets the full-on Android 13, I could give it a try. But yeah, my nothing phone is, is just, it's sad, sadly kind of resting in the, in the drawer over there. I feel very <laughs> sorry for it. And uh, very quickly, the S22 Ultra. We talked about this in the last episode earlier, didn't we? But uh, it's uh, One UI 5, which I think from the sounds of it has fixed all of the the terrible performance, hasn't it? That was um, plagued that phone for for most of its life, really. It certainly has for me. But obviously, I'm, I'm a nobody. But you've got you've got like you know you're hobnobbing with big YouTube stars who all seem to think the same thing. But it's true that the S20, S23 Ultra is going to get the Snapdragon across the board. Yeah. It which is very, very good. Their lesson, which yeah. is good. They must be watching Markerless Reviews. I'm sure <laughs> of it. Um, Notion AI. This, this next section is interesting, I think, for several reasons. Um, so Notion AI, what do you know about Notion, Notion AI? Just the, the snazzy video that popped up one time in recently when i logged in and it just writes your stuff for you that's as much yeah. as i know i've joined the wait list for it there's a, there's a wait list for it that what, you can what, sign what up number to. are you on the wait list it's something like thirty-seven thousand, and it's some ridiculous number that's not bad actually i think i'm like f about half a million oh really oh, maybe it was it maybe it was in the hundreds of thousands i can't quite remember um yeah so it's a huge waiting list which says everything you need to know about this sort of stuff really the one thing that i have been using is this chat gpt mm -hmm. have you have you tried that i haven't tried it but I've, obviously it's everywhere isn't it? everyone's talking about it yeah it's insane it really is it's um and for those that don't know it's this kind of ai based i'm not sure what you'd call it it's um I mean, in terms of what it what it is it's just a a window with a little you know text input and you can ask it to do anything for you so you can say write me a blog post on the iphone 14 plus versus the pixel 7 pro and it will write you a blog post in about 10 seconds basically um and it's not and again but who knows what it's give it a style you can yeah you can say in this in the style of the bible you can have a conversation as well, can't you? So it remembers what, what it said to you, you know, two, two, three sentences ago and 
it, you can kind of build a conversation with it. So if it doesn't give you quite what you want, you can say, well, actually, I want this. And it, it, I've, I've even had it where it says, I explained a moment ago that I can't do this or whatever. It's spookily human-like. Um, but the results it chucks out are just phenomenal, really. Um, they're quite stilted. There's this whole thing, obviously, the, the big question about this is, can it replace, you know human uh, content creators um i think it unfortunately it probably can at the lower end of the market and what i mean by that i, I spent a long time doing this um before i started the channel which is creating you know fairly run-of-the-mill evergreen blog posts for for businesses for business websites you know five ways to clean your car all that sort of stuff um this can absolutely demo unfortunately demolish that industry um because it just spits out you know, these very well-written, unique uh, blog posts based purely, you know, written by AI. What it can't do, I don't I don't think anyway, is add the personality to it. You know, if, if someone follows, you know, John Gruber, for example, they follow him because of him and the way he writes, his, his um, experience. Um, that stuff can't really, that doesn't come from AI at the moment. Um, and also, it only knows everything up to 2021, I think, doesn't it? I think beyond that, it's... Um, it's got no idea what, what's happened. So in, in summary, I'm not really worried about it. I, I, I am a bit concerned about, like I say, that blogging industry. I called it the lower end. It's not, it's not, I don't mean that. It's, it's the only way I can think of describing it. Um, there is that kind of freelance community that, and I, I, I did that for a long time. I know how valuable it is to people. Um, although you do get very bored of it after a while. But that, that it presents a problem for the, the people providing that sort of content, absolutely. Unfortunately, it does. You know, it presents quite an opportunity for the websites that they're they're writing that stuff for. Because you know, if you're running a business website and you know you, you know you've got to have some form of content marketing going on, if that was me, I'd just get ChatGPT to pump out you know 100 blog posts a month, upload them to to WordPress, and there's all your SEO sorted out. So it's um it's a really interesting time for that sort of stuff. Um, I've been using it for uh, blog titles and uh, vid and uh, video titles, just kind of brainstorming them. So you can say to it, give me 10 video titles for a video about the iPhone 14 Pro battery performance or whatever. Um, and the, the titles it gives you are really look, look really well researched, nice SEO'd, and um, I've used two or three of them already. It's, it's been, been really useful, a really good tool. Right, are we on to the Discord questions? I think we are, yeah, aren't we? I think so. So the first one is from Doc, good old Doc, show favourite, um, who says, "Have you?" And this is directed at me, obviously. Um, Have you recanted your iPad Pro 11-inch heresy? And if not, why not? So um, this week was it? Last week? Whenever it was. No idea what day it is. Um, I basically suggested that Apple should ditch the 11-inch iPad Pro because the iPad Air is just about the 11-inch iPad Pro. Um, so no, I haven't. I'm not going to take that back, Doc. I, I completely, I still think they should do that. Um, I mean, and to be clear, it's all about price. And I think that the 230, 230 quid difference between the iPad Air and that 11-inch Pro, when you look at what you get, you get the, what do you get? ProMotion, better camera, slightly better display, Although you still don't get the display that you get with the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. Um, I just think it's confusing for, for buyers, personally. What do you think? Um, I'm the other way around. I think the I think the 11-inch iPad Pro is fantastic, and the, the Air is a waste of time. I think if you're in the market for a, a, a not 12.9-inch iPad, either get a base iPad or stamp up and get the full iPad Pro experience. That's that's I th yeah I don't I don't understand why the air exists. There you go, Doc. You get two different opinions there. One of which agrees with you. One of which doesn't. So <laughs> we're we're kind of square. Um, next one's from Matt, uh, which is uh, I'll ask you this, Rob. What tech surprised you this year? I should have had to think about this while I was uh, capturing <laughs> this. I didn't. I was literally just mindlessly copying <laughs> and pasting. So well, just quickly. While you're while you're thinking that the one that surprised me is pretty obvious, it's the um, the second generation AirPods Pro, which I just thought would be a very boring update. But they were. I, I know we're not supposed to talk about this, Rob, because you don't want to buy them. But um, yeah, they are. They're amazing. Ab a very very sort of boring broken record about them, but they are 
They were very surprising. It's not that I don't want to buy them, it's that I very much do and I can't justify <laughs> it because I've spent my headphone budget for the next decade on those Bang & Olufsen H95s. So yeah, there'll be no new headphones in the, in my future for the foreseeable. <laughs> um, I can't think of any technology that really blew my socks off. Well, that so, probably yeah. says more about the year, doesn't it, really, to be, to be fair? If you can't think of anything, maybe it's a bit of a... Bit of a damp squib of a year. Uh, what, what's disappointed you? That's, that's the oh, next no, question. No, I, oh. I'll take that back. The nothing phone. Okay, that's a good joke. Because for the money, it was, it's 90% as good as an iPhone for less than half the price. And even less now, you can get them for 350 quid now. Really? It'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? Absolute bargain, that is. What a bargain. Um, what's disappointed you? That's the next question. I think the most disappointing thing this year is the failure of my play dates to arrive. <laughs> I won't get mine again. Just don't. Just don't. Just leave it. I would send you it. I keep using. <laughs> funny enough, I do keep using it for things. It was I used it the other day uh, for something. I can't remember what. Like to prop a door open or something. <laughs> <laughs> just wedge it under the door. <laughs> Scratch the screen. And, um, what disappointed me? Uh, the, uh, the, the the M2 iPad Pro, just utterly pointless device. Um, well, not the device the itself. Ma- and the M2 MacBook Air, to be fair. that Yes, that's a very good shout. Um, yeah, the M2 MacBook Air, which on... In fact, funny enough, the, the day this comes out, um, later that day there's a video where I kind of sit there and apologise for um, suggesting that the, the base model M2 MacBook Air was ab- absolutely fine. It's not. There is something wrong with it. Um, but I'll let the, let the video do the talking. Um, next question. Is your... S, is that significant other? I think it is, isn't it? I would have said so. Is your significant other, other into tech? And if so, what did you get them for Christmas? So is Mrs. Rob into tech? She's got her AirPods Max, hasn't she? Which She 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 doesn't mind being bought fancy tech, but I wouldn't say that she's into it. So I don't know really whether or not she appreciates the AirPods Max at all, other than she likes the case because it looks like a handbag and they sound nice and it all fits in because we've got the Apple TV, she's got an iPhone and an iPad and it all just works and that's she's down with that. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't think she cares at all. So, no, I, I haven't got Mrs. Rob any tech for Christmas. I've got her to make sure she doesn't listen to this. I, I've, got, <laughs> I've got the Taskmaster board game because she's been oh. right into Taskmaster lately. Wow. That's you familiar with Taskmaster? I am. I don't watch it, but I know what it is. It's very funny. Very funny. So, yeah, I don't know. The board game might be absolutely rubbish, but like, <laughs> it should amuse her for a bit anyway. So, in terms of uh, Jen's got literally no interest in technology whatsoever. Uh, but ironically, while you were talking, I was just thinking she has benefited from it quite significantly this year. So, she's had the... She's basically commandeered the M1 MacBook Air, which is... The best laptop Apple has ever made. That's pretty much hers now, complete with the stickers. She hasn't taken them off, which is always uh, quite amusing. Um, and she's got a pair of AirPods Pro, which I bought uh, earlier this year, which she very much loves. Um, and a little while, about two or three weeks ago, she borrowed the, um, the funny enough, the iPad Air with the Apple Pencil. Actually, no, it was the Banks one. It was the Banks 40, 40 quid um, thing, the knockoff version of the Apple Pencil 2. And uh, she used it for some college work that she was doing. And uh, I came back uh, from the studio later on. She said, this is amazing. I can't, believe I've not, I can't believe I've not used this before. So again, she's got absolutely no interest in tech whatsoever, but weirdly benefits from it every single day. Like many people, I'm sure. Um, right, on to Nick's questions. Oh, I just need to clarify yes. that. I, I haven't just got Mrs. Rob a board game it was just the first thing that popped into my head just no one was judging no one was judging um nick says uh, the best last minute favorite christmas gifts slash gadgets under 50 dollars under 100 dollars, etc uh we probably can't do a detailed buying guide here can we but can you think of anything like let's say below below 100 100 quid 100 dollars i'm trying to think not off the top of my head no um, what, have I, what have I used recently or been sent recently? The thing is, it, th- th- that sort of level, you're looking at cheap headphones, aren't you? And that, Again, you, you're probably looking at buying something for someone who doesn't care that much about technology but needs something as a bit of a stocking oh, filler. Wow. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that we're all supposed to be boycotting Anchor, I would say their, uh, their Nano 2 
Gan Charger, which is a. F- Hang on. It's <laughs> a fantastic bit of kit. No, it's tiny. Tiny. Yes, That's pumping crazy. out 60 watts, that bad boy. So, yeah, it's tiny. It doesn't get absurdly hot. Um, that charges most of my stuff now. But, yeah, but, but don't buy one because we're not giving Anchor money anymore because they're shit. Well, I, I've got a recommendation which um, isn't Anchor, thankfully, but it's the one, it's something, I've not mentioned it yet, it's something that you've bought, uh, Rob. I think you bought it over the Black Friday weekend, which is the, uh, the kind of extendable... Uh, cable thing with uh, it's got lightning USB-C and I think mini USB yeah that I bought one of those and it's I can't I can't think how much it wasn't very expensive it was about 30 quid or something what this exact one yeah the exact one yeah 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 I think brilliant isn't it yeah we'll put the link again in the show notes but it's basically an extendable um, power cable which has lightning USB-C and is it mini USB I think as well I use yeah, all so three of them. Micro USB. So micro. It's got, yeah, USB-C, Lightning, Micro USB. It's extendable so that when you're done with it, it goes neatly out of the way and you can put up to 100 watts through it, which is good. I mean, if that's all you bought your significant other or one of your best mates for Christmas, they'd yeah, they'd have every reason to never see you ever again. But but it, it would be genuinely thoughtful because it's a very, very useful useful present. So we'll put that in the, in the show notes. Um uh, what what will you both be enjoying this holiday? Favorite Christmas food slash drinks, Christmas specials. What's your favorite Christmas food? Just a standard issue turkey roast dinner. Just loads of it. That's that's loads lots of, of it, yeah. lots of food. That's my. I did. Yeah. I made a sprout gratin last year. Check you. No one like that. What's what what was what's in that? I should well, know. Sprouts <laughs> and gratin. <laughs> sprouts and other stuff yeah. we've run out of Waldorf's nice name the quote um, when uh, yeah when's the swag slash merch coming so is this the mark of this review swag merch oh yeah yeah we haven't we haven't like ribbed you about that for a while have we no we, we haven't where, where are our stickers Mark uh, still in the drawer over there 2023 that, that, that'll happen something will happen with with merch promise I'm not sure what but something else t-shirts we need we need like the obviously you've got the original images i hope for all of the emoji on the server we need t-shirts with those faces on that's what we need okay we'll do something i promise something will happen uh moving swiftly on uh, <laughs> what tech or suspected releases are you both looking forward to in the new year what are you looking forward to next year from a, a new release perspective i really what i really want aside from a HomePod with a display, as we've discussed already, is a facelifted Mac Mini. I don't need one at all, because my, my base M1 that I got for 500 quid or whatever it was on a warehouse deal on Amazon is is fantastic. And my base M1 MacBook Air, best laptop I've ever had. Yep. Um, but if they bring out one that's like, comes in cool colours or is the size of an Apple TV or even a couple of Apple TVs stacked atop each other. I'd find it difficult to resist. So yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully a uh, a revised Mac Mini, a facelifted Mac Mini. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I think the only other thing that I'm looking forward to, just from a pure kind of curiosity point of view, is this VR thing that people keep talking about from Apple obviously it does sound like they're going to do something I think the, the rumours are quite um, strong aren't they and they're coming from quite prominent figures I think it's I think it'll be prohibitively expensive so if I want to up my VR game because you know I'm into VR mm. already I've got PSVR um, is the PSVR 2 I mean the cost of entry is pretty steep because you need a PS5 which yeah. you know it's only three left aren't they <laughs> only three <laughs> Uh, so you know you're gonna have to pay. That there, there there will be no deals on a PS5. You just you pay the full price, and as soon as one becomes available. But the the actual PSVR2 setup is going to be quite expensive. Long story short, you're probably looking about eleven hundred, twelve hundred quid to get to to go up to the next gen VR gaming setup. Which admittedly is probably still cheaper than specking out a VR capable PC mm. and getting a, a PC VR headset. But yeah, 
I'm, should... so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it because I think I'll see it and I'll go, well, that's epic and I need one and then I'll be poor. I should clarify, the reason I'm looking forward to it is, pu- forward to it is purely from a kind of content perspective. I, just because if it's really expensive, that's good news because people want to read and, and watch stuff about it. And secondly, if again, it, it depends what Apple do with it. They'll have some kind of big story behind it and the reason they've been late-ish to the game, if you can call it that. Um, it, basically, it will be, in theory, a content machine. So from my business business's perspective, it's quite exciting, if it happens. So you think you're more likely to get an Apple AR slash VR, whatever it is, than a PSVR 2? I think I'd probably have to get my hands on the PS one as, PSVR one as well, because for comparison purposes depending on what apple does with it we we still don't really know what it what it's going to be used for you know is it going to be more aimed towards business use or creative use or we just don't know do we it's um details are fairly thin on the ground do, do we think that they can do it again apple you know so they revolutionize the smartphone you know they've got a habit of like you say turning up late and then just blowing our minds I just don't know what they can do, but again, I'm not pay, I'm do. not paid to come up with those ideas. So <laughs> that, that's I always th- that's what I think about Apple is, and, and not just Apple actually, you know, other other um, brands that come out with this stuff that you think that's so obvious. Why didn't I think of it? Um, yeah, I, I just assume that there are people much smarter than me, which there are, who are being paid to come up with these ideas at Apple, and maybe they've cracked it. Maybe maybe they've done something with VR that is going to be like, like, as you say, knock your socks off. Um, I want one tomorrow. Um, but we'll see. So I, mean, I understand why you need to buy one. Normal people shouldn't buy one because the first gen of a new technology is always rubbish, isn't it? You think exactly. that's the first iPhone, the first Apple Watch, first iPad. Yep. Rubbish, in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> right, Louise has got some questions. Louise was on last time, um, on, the, on the show last time. But... In terms of questions, she's a machine. There's like about 13 different questions here. So we'll, we'll kind of rapid fire through them. Um, well, we've answered the Christmas Day meat of choice. I think oh, we have. We've done that. We're both all about the turkey, aren't we? So we can take that off. We've yeah, done that, that one. Uh, we've got to cover the first one. So the first one is, uh, she'd love to know about my studio neighbours, which I've teased about in the past. Now, I can't say who they are, because if I say that, I give away the location of where the studio is, which I don't really want to do on the podcast. Um, what can... What can I say about that? Also, it quickly turns this into a an R-rated uh, show, doesn't it? If I if I kind of go into too much detail, um, what can I say about them? Basically, so this studio sits within. It's kind of a mix of residential and um, kind of office buildings and a couple of kind of warehouse type units. One of those warehouse type units. Um, it's a very long-standing business. It's been around for many, many years. I think the 70s is when it was first started. Makes um, certain devices for a certain industry. Um, certain, certain naughty devices, which... I've got to be so careful what I say here, because I am going to give it away. People who know roughly where... You know, the, the county I operate in, it's, I think it's quite a well-known brand, if you're in those circles. Uh, but you can probably not... You know, you know what I'm saying. They, they make stuff which is unbelievably expensive um uh, astronomical you know you, you're talking thousands and thousands of pounds for these devices that you use for your own pleasure um and they're shipped out around the world you know they, they turn again i've got to be so careful what i say i can't even say the material they use um but they, they make stuff out of other stuff and it gets shipped around the world great big arctic lorries pull in take it off and it's an absolute money spinner i think Anyway, so there you go. That's uh, hope that helps, Louise. Um, is the iPad Air five a good buy, or are there better deals to be had with the Refurb Pro? I think if you're going to buy an iPad Air, the iPad Air four, if you want to save a fair bit of money, I'd get one of them. The M one makes no difference. Is it the A fourteen or fifteen in the in the in the in the four? Um, it will feel exactly the same. Um, I'd get an I'd get a, a, an Air Air four personally. Uh, I I would go for a Refurb Pro. There you go. Um, any more insider details to reveal about the part-time Medium Academy? Um, yeah, so the Medium Academy is uh, absolutely happening. Um, funnily enough, I've, I've started the process today in terms of 
Um, I'm working with someone else on this to kind of get it up and running. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can kind of reveal a bit, a few more details in the next next couple of weeks. Uh, but the first the first cohort in theory should go live in February if I can get everything in place in time. Um, but yeah, it's I'll I'll, I'll I'll reveal more once it's ready. Uh, how was your Xbox experience? Uh, it's <laughs> I've not used it since that review, um, but I, I, I want to. You know, I, I need to actually because it's now on the business as an asset. <laughs> So uh, the business technically owns it and I need to do more stuff with it, really. Um, so, yeah, the initial experience was frustrating because it had to update itself 7,000 times and I had to work my, you know, kind of wade through the the, uh, the the kind of menu systems in these modern games because um, I'm 42 years old and don't understand what's going on. Um, but it, I can see there's an experience to be had there and I, d- I need to dig more into it, basically. Next question is about the Hisense TV. So are you going to get a soundbar slash surround sound system to go with the Hisense TV? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what to do with that TV yet. I've still got it. They haven't asked for it back yet. So I'm, you know, I can still do things with it. Um, but again, it won't be, the, fir- it won't be the, the first and last TV review that I do. And I've got the plans with that. So, uh, And it probably will make its way into the studio along with the Xbox. And uh, I'll do something with it more. Something, something more interesting with it once it's here, really. Um, in terms of the, the kind of sound side of things, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I, I love the I love the idea of sound bars. I think there's a big market there. I'm not sure how big a market there is there for reviews. Personally, not sure. What do you, what do you reckon? I think people are starting to cotton on to better sound. So the situation now is that most people have probably got a, a pair of headphones now that sounds significantly better than the output from their television and may not necessarily have a partner or you know significant other that would be happy with full-size bookshelf speakers dosed around the room or you know don't want to go carving holes to install atmos speakers and so forth so i've got both in my house i've got my q acoustics proper 5.1 setup with a sony receiver which is massive it's colossal you know you think about how much space that takes i mean all the, the the speakers are the, the rear the rears are on stands the fronts are wall mounted and the center sits below the tv which is wall mounted um and then all of the the receiver and all of the consoles and the xbox the playstation the switch everything all, that all sort of lives within an extremely large av unit and all of that it just takes quite a lot of space doesn't it hmm. so i'm quite fortunate in that mrs rob is tolerant of my tech habit but before we moved here and had the space to do that, I had a Yamaha soundbar, the first ever Yamaha soundbar, actually. So when, when the soundbar technology was first introduced, it was absurdly expensive. They cost about £20,000. And so Yamaha were the first company to bring to market a vaguely affordable one. And I think even theirs was like, it was 1200 quid or something when it came out. But in a perfectly square room with it mounted on the wall and they all come with like a calibration mic and it does a series of bleeps and bloops to sort of measure the acoustics in your room the surround sound effect is Hmm. astonishingly convincing even to someone who's as fussy about audio as i am so i i'm a big fan of sound bars um i mean if i if i were to just rip everything out and start again now i would probably go with a sonos setup I think okay. get Sonos Arc as the main and then get Sonos Ones for the rears. Just because of the ecosystem, you can just build, the, build it out. The fact that they work with anything, you can use Google Assistant, you can use Alexa, you can, it's just kind of, it's, it's a pretty uh, platform agnostic kind of setup, Sonos. It kind of works with everything, doesn't it? And it just, you just plug them in, don't you? you plug them into power and, and kind of match them all up and you're done, aren't you? Whereas, like you, I've got a fully plumbed in 5.1, and mine's, I've got ceiling mounted speakers for the rears and wall mounted or in, in what do you call it, in wall speakers. Really um, good ones as well, so monitor audio. Monitor stuff, yeah, yeah. But the, the only reason we did that was because we had the entire living room kind of pulled back and all the walls taken off and replastered. So it made sense, again, because like you, I, 
I like my sound and uh, I'm quite passionate about that stuff. It made sense to do that at the time, but it's um, it's a massive undertaking if, and it's only worth doing really if you're having the having your living room redone. Otherwise, you're going to create an all... all well, in fact, you, you, you'll have to redo it anyway if you're going to start channeling cables into the walls and stuff. And there's all sorts of other issues that come with it. You know, there's lots of other problems that can happen and it's just a bit of a faff, really. So, I, I, like you, I think if if, yeah, if if we bought another house and that wasn't an option, I'd probably go, go down the, the Sonos route or potentially the JBL. Um, yeah, when I went to JBL uh, last month, um, we had the demonstrations of their their soundbars, which were just amazing. Yeah, one of them and the the sub, nice big sub. Uh, they also had these detachable uh, rear speakers, which. Um, were, were wireless, but they charged from the soundbar. And the idea being that you take them off when you want a, f- a proper you know, 5.1 experience, stick them behind you. That's I don't not have- a new idea. Philips had a soundbar that had um, rears that charged on the side, uh, for like Fidelio. And by all accounts, it was very good. And mm. I, knew, I thought about getting one at one point, but I, I couldn't buy one anyway. They were about 900 quid when they mm. came out. And I was like, well, that, that is pretty cool, having yeah. the wireless rears that actually charge on the main unit that you can just deploy when necessary. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's either, either Sonos or the Bose soundbars. Their yeah. ecosystem is very good. And I'd, I think I'd have to go and listen to them because I've, I mean, I, again, I mean, I, I've, I've heard both of them. I seem to recall that the Sonos sub is a bit weedy and the Bose one is, is better. But I think the Sonos is better at sort of dialogue and stuff so i'd have to go and listen to them again yeah um but i, I don't know if you could go to a soundbar because you'd, you'd lose your honking great kef sub <laughs> i can't get rid of that hdb uh, two, whatever it is that sub i love that thing that's true actually yeah i, I don't i don't want to get let go of that at all <laughs> but uh yeah that's a long answer for that what that question louise but i hope that helped um Right, last question on the list is to you rob it's whether or not you're going to buy another ipad because you are ipad less at the moment aren't you yeah i don't have an ipad i haven't had for like what since middle of october and i don't miss it at all so no no desire to buy one i've got no desire to buy one um you know if i if i hadn't given my 2018 away i would probably still use it occasionally and enjoy it um but yeah there's no compelling reason for me to get another one at the moment maybe apple will give me a reason to get one i was i was ready to buy one that's why i gave my other one away because i was expecting something cool to happen but it didn't so yeah wait till next year fair enough and again i think if my ipad if all my ipads were taken away i don't think i'd miss the ipad mini definitely um i wouldn't miss the rest of them though really to be brutally honest Again, a bit like you, I, I want to see something happen next year. Well, I want Final Cut Pro, but that's a different thing. I'd love them to do something like that Google Pixel tablet thing that's coming, uh, some kind uh, of... Yeah, if they, if they give me a magnetic speaker dock that turns it into a HomePod with a display that I can also take it off and use yeah. as a tablet, then, yeah. Because one of the biggest things... Yeah, one of, the, one of the biggest benefits of that is the fact that it will, it will always be charged. And Google made a big point of this, and they're absolutely right. Because again, I'm fortunate enough to have quite a few iPads in here, but the only one that is ever always charged is the iPad mini, because I've got it in that kind of Pitaka uh, magnetic charging uh, stand thing. So it's never, it never runs out of battery, which means I use it more. Whereas everything else, you know, the, the iPad I'm using at the moment, the, the 10th generation, I had to charge it before I started working on this tonight because it wasn't, it was dead. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. Fingers crossed. That's all the questions, isn't it? We're done. We're done. We, we actually got through the podcast without anything breaking apart from the first half hour, which no one will ever hear. Um, we'll just leave that for the records. Um, and just uh, as a quick sign off, I've just updated to 16.2 and oh. the always on display makes so much more sense now, doesn't it? It does. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. The only thing you can't do, you can't, um, you can't dim it, can you? It's still quite bright, I think. It is still quite bright, yeah. There's no option for that. Maybe, maybe that'll be in 16.3. colour wallpaper. Yeah. Makes much more sense. Yeah, thanks for the tip-off. And annoyingly, Freeform has appeared... It's replaced an app on the home screen that I can't think what was there, but there was something important there, <laughs> and it's put Freeform there instead. That's really yeah, annoying. just nudged it off somewhere onto another screen you know what it's done it's removed not removed it's moved brain brain fm 
which is my most used app on the phone. How useless is Freeform on the iPhone? Like, that must be terrible. That must be an awful experience. <laughs> oh, anyway, I think we're done, aren't we? Uh, thanks to the Discord people for, for tuning in. Again, no one will know this either, but we've had Martin um, watching diligently. He's the only one with his camera on in, in Zoom, wearing sitting there wearing a Christmas hat. Hasn't said a word, obviously, because he's on mute. Um, what a trooper. Thanks, Martin. And thanks, everyone else. <laughs> and thank you, Rob. Yeah, no worries. Merry Christmas. We'll, we'll speak again in that weird in-between time between Christmas and the New Year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Cheers.